Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown, and today we are talking with James Rathbar. James is coming to us again, and today he is talking about Fit for Work's latest service called Ergo Home. Now, the cool thing about home is that it, more and more of us are working from home. And I didn't know this, but this is pretty cool. So Twitter is actually the first company to say, you know what, we're going to have as many people as we can work from home, which, you know, just them alone, that's thousands of people. Thousands. Yeah, definitely. They were they were one of those first ones. And then I read an article by Fortune that said Nationwide, which is a Fortune 100 company, will continue to work from home. They're reducing to four physical offices from 20 that they had pre-COVID. So this is pretty important stuff um, for all of those of you listeners that are working from home and a service that Fit for Work provides. So take a listen and let us know what you think. So we have our local ergo expert uh, back with us again, James Rathbar, to talk about the exciting new program that Fit for Work is providing called Ergo Home. So I know a little bit about it as a Fit for Work employee, but uh, let, let's talk and first start off about talking about what ergonomics is, because I think that needs to be addressed as to how that differs from body mechanics. Or So James, can you give us a little you know, pre-reminder as to what exactly ergonomics is? Sure. Yeah. Ergonomics for, for this purpose, you know, without going into the, the, the longer scientific definition of it, for all practicality purposes, ergonomics is it involves the interaction of the human and the work environment. So in this case, you know, the human is going to be in their home environment. So the home environment will actually be the work environment compared to being in their office or being in a, in a factory or a plant or a warehouse, something like that. And really, it's mainly when you, when you think about it, when you hear ergonomics, people can sometimes think it's how the person's moving, but really it's just how does the setup of the environment affect the human's motion? Exactly right. Yeah. And, and the work environment has a huge, huge, you know, factor in those movements, uh, you know, not to bunny trail or anything, but, you know, a lot of times you look at a situation, whether it's a uh, in an office or any other type of environment and you see someone making certain motions and you're thinking, well, behaviorally, they're electing to do that. And that may be the case, but that may not be the case. It may be the work environment is forcing them to do those types of motions. So that's why it's very, very important to consider the work environment. I actually really like that explanation, James, as far as that I'm just thinking about my daily life and going into various clients that we have and thinking, well, gosh darn it, why do they keep chicken winging, you know, or putting their elbow out to the side? But it might actually be that work environment. So kind of changing that mindset and and thinking about what what can we do to help them not want to do that, maybe. <laughs> exactly. That's that's a great point because the, the easy button or the easy thing to say and do is to say, well, yeah, that person's bending or they're doing that shoulder abduction, that chicken wing, and like you're talking about that they're electing to do that. And, and you know, like we said before, that may be the case, but the easy button is to just chalk it up as that without looking at the real root cause. And it might be the work environment and the, the work environment itself being, you know, the workstation, you know, lack of adjustability, lack of tools and equipment as well. Well, and now that people are working from home uh, more often, or they have been over this past several months, and it sounds like that that's going to be continuing for for quite a while. Can you tell us about the Ergo Home 
program as to why it was developed? Sure thing. You know, just as, as, as you mentioned, you know, there's there's more and more people working from home and it might be temporarily, but, you know, a lot of companies are seeing cost reductions, improved productivity. So this may become, and I hate to, to overuse this, this phrase, this may become the new norm for several companies. So the, the Ergo Home Service was developed in an effort to provide that complex human interaction that these folks are lacking at home. And, you know, there, there are multiple checklists and apps and everything out there on the market. And, and I'm not saying anything bad about those. They, they have their, their place in, in, you know, services and, and what they can do, benefits and utility. But when you really look at that, that work environment, you know, going back to ergonomics, the, the interaction of that human and the work environment, uh, it's so variable. And, uh, you know, one person's house is going to be different than someone else's house. And then, you know, throughout the day, you know, the person, you know, may have spouses, partners, children, uh, pets, and, and they may end up moving workstations throughout the day. They may start off at a desk if they have one. They may work at the kitchen counter. They may work at the deck. They may work on the couch and they may alternate throughout the day. So you have all these different variables that aren't there in their regular work environment at their office where they have a standardized desk, a, a chair that's adjustable, probably, uh, you know, height adjustable monitors, things like that. They're lacking that variability, those types of tools and equipment. So that's why we, we came up with this service. We wanted to really provide value in, in what we do as far as addressing each person individually. Because a checklist and app may pick up on certain things that are standardized, but there are multiple other aspects that that may just be missed w- without that that complex human in- human interaction that we have via the the virtual consult. So basically, this is an opportunity for people to uh, connect with an ergonomic expert who can actually examine their desk station through some a telecommunication, you know, through a video chat service. That way, instead of just saying, hey, "Is your you know feet flat to the floor?" This will actually allow somebody to look. And have that uh, additional outside expert opinion as to how ergonomically friendly is your workstation at home. Exactly. Yeah. And it allows us to, to do that deeper dive. You know, like we mentioned before, you know, a checklist or an app may be able to catch some of this stuff, but there, but there may be subtle nuances that are missed. And this allows us to really go in depth and use our investigative skills to really determine, you know, what they're issues and concerns are, as well as what can we do uh, cost-effectively to help them with this. Uh, The last thing we want to do is say, well, you need to go out and buy this $2,000 chair. You need to buy this height-adjustable desk and everything. And and if they have the resources and if that's what they're looking to do, great. But, you know, we want to help them with practical stuff that they have at home. Like, you know, if you have a a box that, that, you know, something that you ordered came in, you know, you can use that to put underneath your monitor or, you know, underneath your laptop to raise it up. Things like that, that, you know, we can talk through them and see, okay, what do you have available? Here's what we can do. And that's something that, you know, everything that we've seen out on the market as far as checklists and apps, uh, they just don't provide that type of uh, uh, situation-specific or person-specific care. Well, I know for me, whenever I have the option to read something or talk to someone, I'd rather talk to someone. <laughs> but um, maybe that's more my personality. But I think a lot of humans are that way. We want to be able to ask, well, what's the exception or what's the simple tricks? And I I think that being able to provide this. So who can use this service? Is this a open to anybody? Your clients are fit for work? What's the range of people that can utilize this service? 
Yeah, right now we're we're opening it up to clients. Uh, you know, with their individual employees that are at work by, you know, allowing them access to this. But, you know, eventually this is going to be an offering where, say, someone's an entrepreneur or, you know, they're a small business that, you know, isn't a client of ours that they could potentially buy a code via our website and, and be able to do this as well. And uh, just to go back to that point that you were talking about, you know, wanting to, to talk with people, uh, you're not alone in that, Curtis. And and it's a great point that you brought up because as human beings... It's good to beings, know I'm not weird. No, well, I'm, I'm not, not saying needy. that, but yeah, <laughs> but, but no, as, as humans, you know, whether we, we think about ourselves as being social creatures or not, you know, you have the introverts, the extroverts and kind of a mix of, of both, but as humans, we are social creatures. And, and that is, you know, one of the, the ways that we just, not just that we survive, but we thrive. And during this time, you know, when, when folks are at a, at an office or were at an office, but now they're not, they're lacking that social interaction. So in addition to providing this benefit for, you know, the, the comfort and well-being of their workstation to, to optimize that, we're helping with that social interaction via this one-on-one -on -one consult. It's virtual, so it's not face-to-face, -face, but it really is. And, and this really personalizes it to where you may be hundreds or thousands of miles apart, but you at that time, it's a live human complex interaction where we're really getting to know that person and the needs they have. Since we're talking about the people, who is that person on the other side of the video camera when, when they're doing the assessment? Explain to the people why that person is important. Sure. Yeah. The, the person providing this assessment, the, the Ergo Home Service, is a fit for work provider. And this is something that we set out purposefully to do. We wanted to have this standardized experience in a non-standard environment. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but you know, each environment is going to be different, but we want to ensure that the person who's requesting this consult is getting high quality practical advice from a, from a trained professional. And, and to do that, the, the way we set out doing this is we're only going to utilize fit for work staff. And, and the reason being, and, and maybe I have some, some control issues, but that, that may be reserved for another podcast or another, another talk. But uh, I really want to have that quality control aspect on there just because, you know, we need to provide that actionable data. And whoever's signing up for this service, you know, it, we need to ensure that they are getting that, that top quality. And the way to do that is we have our own internal training with eight-week applied ergo course that uh, my department facilitates. And everybody who's providing the service has gone through that, as well as additional training via another course specializing in this or, or specific to this, and then having one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, with myself to discuss this in detail as well. So that way we have that quality assurance that these providers that are athletic trainers, occupational therapists, physical therapists, exercise physiologists, people with that type of background, that they all are able to perform these services at any given time. I'd like to take a minute from our podcast to ask you another important question. If you have a passion for helping people and never want to question whether or not you're making a difference in people's lives, join Fit for Work. Fit for Work is an established national provider of innovative workplace injury prevention services that cuts injuries and costs by 50% for our clients. So our investment in infrastructure and emphasis on culture ensures we can deliver consistent results at over 750 locations 
locations throughout the United States and Canada. We believe that hiring the best people produces the best results. So head over to our website, wellworkforce.com, click on About Culture, and then select Open Position button to start your future today. So just going back to the live person thing, you know, yeah, you can look this up on an app. Yes, you can, you know, to get out your tape measure and measure things or or anything else, but to have an a specialized set of eyes actually taking a look. And, you know, if there's a question, bring it back to you, you know, have kind of that pool of people to help get through the muddy waters if, of working from home. I think that that's, that's a great advantage there too. It's not just a, a sourced out group of people, correct? Exactly. That is correct. Yeah. These are all fit for work staff members. So James, this program sounds to be very effective or it's, you know, getting more and more effective. How long has it been available and how has the reception been? Sure thing. Great question. And uh, this is a new service and, you know, we, we've been thinking about this for a few years and thinking about how can we actually put this together in a practical, cost-effective, yet very effective manner. We've been kind of piloting it with others, and then we've uh, we've had a few people go through the process, tweaked it along the way. Uh, it's been very well received. It's, it's user-friendly from the standpoint of the person requesting the consult, as well as the provider, the fit-for-work ergo specialist who's completing it. It's very very user-friendly, very practical, very specific. Any hiccups or bugs that we've run into as we've started to roll this out at all? Oh, uh, with, with, with any type of you know, <laughs> new service or technology, we, we've had some funny ones along the way. You know, uh, one of them, you know, our, our programmers are, are awesome here at Fit for Work. Uh, Joe Gotro and, and, and Mike Bonnie, they, they do a, a tremendous job. And, you know, we, we had to laugh at a few things along the way where, you know, one of them, was the uh, the client would upload pictures, a side profile and a forward-facing profile picture that uh, our specialists can can view ahead of time, so that way they can focus all of their time on the one-on-one consult. But somehow it got linked in there where pictures of our providers would pop up in there. That's like, oh Whoa, my gosh, <laughs> yeah, where's this coming from? I was like, that's an interesting thing. So you know, they mm-hmm. they went and and worked their magic, you know, whatever they do on on that side of things, fixed it within about a thirty seconds and sent it back. So it's, it's, they've done a tremendous job and yeah, we've had some funny stories along the way, but I would say we have all of the bugs that I'm aware of and I've tested it multiple times now to where it's rolled out and ready to go in, in final form. Very nice. What would you say some of the common issues that have been coming up there are people have, have said, you know, that's kind of more of the simple fix, just one or two things that's traps people tend to fall to when they work at home. Oh, that that's, that's great. And, and, you know, uh, there really isn't one or two things because, you know, some people, like I mentioned, you know, they're, they're having to move around there during the day from workstation to workstation. But if I had to say the common denominators are a lack of a, a work surface at a proper height, that's a, a main one. And then the big thing is, and this could be a whole other, you know, series of talks is uh, chairs. You know, it's one thing when you have an office chair, and, you know, it has all the adjustability features. Uh, some people are using fold up plastic chairs, fold up metal chairs, like you'll see at picnics and, and, you know, receptions and stuff like that. Some people are sitting on couches and recliners. So the, the lack of proper seating is huge as well as the, the lack of a, of a proper work surface. And the good news is with that, there are multiple things that we can do. And once again, you know, it's, it depends on the situation and the person, but there's, you know, multiple things that we can do. We can raise workstation heights, 
by you know adding things underneath the monitor or underneath the, the computer uh, or if it's too tall you know we can make it to where you know it's it's more of a standing workstation and, and the thing that we always tell people is no matter how ideal of a, of a workstation you have you need to move you know I always say I, I go back to my days of working in, in orthopedic sports medicine where the orthopedic surgeon I worked for would always say motion is lotion and then uh, I, I worked with people like Dr. Mark Binden from Texas A&M University, who's a world-renowned researcher in the office setting, especially, and and you know he always talks about you know not just the motion is lotion part from from the orthopedics, but he always talks about the the next position is the best position, and, and I always say movement is key. So I just combine all of those: motion is lotion, the the next position is the the best position, and movement is key. So moving back and forth so you're not in those sustained static postures is is a huge part of working. In, in a home environment as well as any environment. I was really hoping you were going to get to that motion is lotion part because I <laughs> actually saw an infographic that said motion is lotion, rest is rust. Yes. So, <laughs> Ooh, I like that rest, rest is rust part. Yeah. You know, thinking of my work from home days, you know, I would be at the kitchen island for a little bit and then I'd get up and move just just because my body needed to not necessarily at that point that I knew about you know motion is lotion when someone is doing the ergo home visit with you guys how many workstations can you guys evaluate for them is there a limit what do you prefer or how does that work we prefer to focus on one and the reason being is you know depending on how quote unquote bad the workstation is it could take a substantial amount of time and discussion to really help them through that but you know along the way we'll, we'll also ask them it's like okay you know here's where you've uploaded the pictures of this workstation if this is your you know quote unquote primary workstation you've provided us with a side profile picture and a forward facing picture so we take a look at that and help them with that but then once again, you know, going back to the, and you're going to hear me use this phrase all the time, that complex human interaction, because to, to, for this to be effective, it really needs to be that type of human interaction. We really need to do cause and effect, if then investigative type work. So we'll ask them, it's like, okay, you know, this is great and we'll help you with this. But, you know, are you also working at other places? Kind of tell us about it. And, you know, and we can include that in the report as well. It won't be the primary focus. The primary focus will be that main workstation that they're at. But if they're working at two or three other ones, we'll, we'll also provide them with, with information as well. So if they're working at a couch, you know, we can work with them on that. If they're also rotating to a kitchen counter, you know, we'll work with them on that as well. Working on a deck, picnic table, you know, on the floor. We've seen that before too. You know, we'll, we'll assist them with that as well. Think about all of the knowledge and information that our clients are getting through that. Just that, you know, they may never have known that they're computer screen should be at eye level, you know, and, and just that those little bits of information that can transfer to those other work areas as well. Exactly. Yeah. And, and part of this virtual one-on-one -on -one consult is, you know, we're going to provide them with that information. And if we tell them, you know, hey, it needs to be at this certain height and blah, 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 you know, that's a lot of information for them to try and write down and we're, we're, that, that interferes with our dialogue. So we may not give them specifics as far as, hey, here's how many inches or centimeters and stuff. It should be in there. But we'll discuss, you know, based on eye level uh, elbow level, stuff like that. But then we'll also provide them with handouts as part of their report that shows, you know, what a, an ideal workstation looks like for sitting and standing. So that way they can modify as, as much as they can. And, and the chances of it being perfect or, or pretty much nil, 
but they're able to look at that and kind of uh, model their workstation after these illustrations. I just have a question now. Is it better to be at a like at a bar style where you're on a bar stool where you're kind of forced to have a straight back or is it better to, you know, in a chair that doesn't have a back, but you're relying on your posture or is it better to be in a chair at your kitchen table that has a back? Which one do you think would be better for individuals? The answer I'm going to provide you with is going to sound like I'm not answering the question, but it's it's probably the best answer you can give for for any high level technical question. And, and the answer is it depends. <laughs> and and the reason why I say that is each of those scenarios that you described each have their pros and each have their cons. So I wouldn't say one or the other because going back to what we were talking about before, alternating between the three you know, having that movement is great, not staying in one posture or one setting or place for for too long. So alternating between those and then also incorporating, you know, standing as well and and movement, you know, five minutes of movement every now and then not only helps you get your steps and circulation, but it really helps to avoid those those static postures. That's, it's great advice and tips. And I mean, this sounds like a a great program that I think is going to help a lot of individuals, you know, it's going to be simple, uh, it's going to be effective and it's not going to be time consuming. And that's what really individuals are looking for. They're, they're looking for that value to feel like they really get what they they ask for. I know that the, anytime I've done an assessment, people don't feel like, I, I think in the work setting, in the traditional work setting in a cubicle, they don't want to get up and move because they, they don't want to look like they're wasting time and they're not efficient. But I think working from home, give people that freedom and realize, hey, it's okay to get up and stretch for a couple seconds. Like that's a foreign idea, I feel like, to most office personnel. Would you agree? Exactly. Yeah. Whenever they're under a time crunch and everything else, you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, there it's whether it's true or not, most people will elect to stay at their seated workstation, you know, throughout the entire day. Kind of like uh, if you go to heavy equipment operators, some of those folks by the time they get into their big truck, you know, their excavator or dozer, whatever it is, they stay in there the whole day, eat lunch there and everything else. And, you know, the best thing to do is, is, is move throughout the day and working from home provides you that flexibility, you know, in the office setting too, there, there are multiple things you can do without leaving your, your cubicle or desk. And we kind of take that same principle, that same idea uh, with those micro breaks and stretches. And we provide that in the home environment with our handouts as well of, you know, things that you can utilize at the house, you know, leaning against a counter, leaning against the, the, the fridge to do a calf stretch and, you know, things like that. We, we provide that to uh, the, the people requesting the, the consults as well. That's such a great bonus feature there. I really, I really like that, that opportunity and, and giving everybody those ideas. So we just really want to thank you, James, for coming on today and talking to us about Ergo Home and just letting our listeners know that once again, we're providing a, a face-to-face and a one-on-one interaction to help people prevent some workplace injuries, whether they happen at home or at the office. So thank you very much, James. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I always enjoy talking to James and getting his ergo expertise. And really, I think the message bringing it home is that we as humans like to talk to other humans and that it's a very validating, comfortable level for us to improve. Anytime there's a manual, if I have to choose between reading the instructions or watching a YouTube video, I'm going to YouTube video, even though it's not a a person talking back to me, but I still feel like there's more of an interaction. And it's great to know that Fit for Work is taking it to that next level, getting into people's 
home spaces to be able to provide them to, to make that change from a human and not just from a manual. It's like that that visual that you need. I mean, we're working in a in a physical space, and so to put words or you know something that pops up on an app on your screen to actual physicality, you know, some people can have have some trouble visualizing that. So actually, like you said, having that that visual there is awesome. I really like the fact that these are trained professionals. These are my coworkers. I know the training that I have gone through that, that Fit for Work has provided for me so that I can best serve our clients. And I like the fact that, you know, this isn't something that we've just jumped into to enjoy this ride out here of the work from home stuff that I mentioned, those statistics at the beginning. But this is something that we have invested time into. And this is something that, you know, it's not just some random Joe Schmo we've hired at the, off the street to help us get this going. These are fit for work providers. These are my coworkers. And these are people that I know are trained well and have that ergo eye that, uh, that James has so well cultivated in all of us. And if you'd like more information, please uh, visit our website, wellworkforce.com. And thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And feel free to email Amber and I at podcast at wellworkforce.com with any questions or comments. And remember, prevention improves lives. Prevention improves lives.